Hello, folks. You are listening to The Dungeon Boys here with our episode 20. Wow, that is so exciting, and we're so grateful that you have listened this entire way, and we hope that you're enjoying it. This is our first campaign, Stardust Echoes, which is a science fiction, high fantasy, Dungeons and Dragons 5e homebrew campaign. And it's basically seven friends telling a story, D&D style. This campaign is one million percent for adults because we are a rowdy group of fucks who say fuck a lot. We appreciate you listening and for all the support that you give the bullies over here. If you want more content, you can find us on any social media and it would mean the absolute world to us if you go ahead and rate our show wherever you're listening to this podcast. Things like that affect us small creators in amazingly big ways, so we really appreciate it. But now we'll go ahead and introduce the boys. We have Lindsay, who plays Six, the babe cat tabaxi rogue. Arland, who plays Valen, the winged tiefling warlock. Dylan, who plays Temple, the warforged monk. Anthony, who plays Grayson, the half-elf ranger. Grant, who plays Katal Torash, the golden dragonborn barbarian. And Ellie, who plays Pants, the Artificer Kobold. My name is Justine, and I will be your dungeon master for this campaign. And without further ado, the Dungeon Boys proudly present Stardust Echoes. Last episode. After a heartfelt moment with Stroganoff, the team was able to secure Jigalda and a mechanical cat for their upcoming journey. With some new inventory and fresh determination, the crew made their way to meet Stroganoff's contact, a tiefling known as the Teller. As they entered the fortune teller's tent, she presented them with questions to test their intellect and knowledge before she would agree to assist them and allow them through. But before they could answer, Tareth once again appeared. He told the party that his connection with Grayson had somehow allowed him to escape his own curse that kept him on Tarrant 19. He disappeared, leaving the group with the grim thought of Tarith being on the loose and what that could mean for the galaxy. After passing the Teller's test, Torash received a strange and dark fortune from the Teller that alluded to the darkness of the path they were all on. And now, with that heavy fortune following them, they stepped forward into the floating space circus. So you step from the teller's tent, and the first thing you see is colors. Tents, stalls, and folks in every color you could possibly think of. Like from the deepest shades of velvety rich reds to the sparkliest of teals and bright yellows. It's it's truly a beautiful sight when you first take it in. Uh, you notice immediately that there's technical generators that are stationed everywhere that create the ambiance of a magical forest that the circus is set upon. Projections of blue skies with the most beautiful cloud structures that you've ever seen just float by above you. Colorful birds from every planet sing and fly above. And you take a deep breath of the simulated fresh air and smell turkey legs, fresh caramel pies being baked, and 
sticky, sugary sweets that make your mouth water. Fairies dart between patrons using magic wands that turn folks' shoes different colors. Children laugh as the fairies do this. Two tall Leonins stand upon stilts and weave between folks casting magic and breathing fire. You open the brochures that Swampy had given you and see that there is a list of things that you can do. But the circus is so lively and beautiful, you almost feel you'd be simply content to just sit and watch the crowds pass by. We made it in. We made it to the circus. Hey. <laughs> okay, to the bar. <laughs> Big top performance starting in 20 minutes. Big top performance. How accurate is this map? <laughs> It's pretty accurate. Oh. <laughs> it's just magic marker and yeah. <laughs> big middle fingers on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> the stussy ass. The compass yeah. is a middle drawing finger. Of, drawing of a stick figure taking a shit or something. Yeah, he's not that shitty. So Pants goes, Pants goes, okay, I really, really, really studied this map. So first we're going to go over here and we're going to get some cotton candy. And then we're going to go into the big top and see the performance. And then after that, we're going to go, and he keeps going on and on and on. Oh, that's really cute. Six, I'm on your level. I mean, pants, I'm on your level. Six is on your level. <laughs> I love it. Are you taking mushrooms again? Yeah. I made a whole itinerary for this trip. I love it. Super excited. Six gives pants a high five. Let's relive that childhood that we never got. Let's go have some fun. Oh, I'm going to go see about buying some more clothes. You don't like that t-shirt we bought you, Grayson? <laughs> I will meet you. That's not in the itinerary, Grayson. We have to stick to the itinerary. We're not going to make it all the way through. I will meet you all at the big top. I have a really bad feeling, and I think that maybe we should all stick together. Okay, well, then you all can come with me while I buy new clothes. Ugh. Taryn's, like, looking at her feet uncomfortable. Taryn, we can get you some cotton candy. What's the matter? Uh, what's wrong, Taryn? Is it because she didn't read your fortune? Did you want a fortune? Oh no, I, I know how to read fortunes myself. You what? I didn't know that. Information that would have been useful yesterday, Terwin. Well, it's all on the palms, you know. Is it? And she grabs someone, one of your palms. Who's next to her? Me. I want it. And she looks at Six's palm and says, Yeah, um, this says that you really like muffins <laughs> and that you're going to be rich. Okay, well, we knew all that already. Why don't you tell a fortune? That that was the fortune. Well, um, thanks, I guess. <laughs> she just looks uncomfortable. Can I inside check her? <laughs> yeah, you can inside check her. I'm like, wait a second. Like, what the fuck, Jerwin? Yeah. Oh, well, that was a, that was a three, so. <laughs> you have no idea what's going on. I'm like, holy <laughs> damn, Jerwin. You're really good at that. <laughs> you can't do six if you want. No, she she clearly doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly doesn't, yeah. Darwin is feeling emotions she doesn't know that she had. Um, it's emotions of jealousy. Maybe we need to leave Torash and Tarawin to their <laughs> for a second. And we can just go get some cotton candy while while they talk it out. Let's get some cotton candy and popcorn. You guys chat it out. Grayson's going to get clothes. Grayson's gone. Is there a cotton candy stand on the way to Grayson's clothing? Sure. Come on, pants. So while he goes and shops, we're going to stand outside and eat cotton candy. And popcorn. And peanuts. And popcorn. And popcorn. Cotton candy. Get your cotton candy. Every flavor in the entire system. Ooh, every flavor. Hey, um, also, um, yeah, just make sure not to scan your wrist because um, they'll probably be able to track us. 
Um, as you walk up, you guys spend 150 credits. Then you you don't have to buy for cat and candy. Here you go. Best carnival ever. Ugh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's all included? Guys, wait. I'm going to catch up to Grayson and make sure he knows not to scan his wrist brand. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Gr- Grayson. Yeah. Make sure not to use any credits. Well, how am I supposed to? Unless you can do it without people knowing. Well, I can't. And here, she hands him. She hands him one of her secondary braces. Thank you. Six. I appreciate it. For now, you're Tina. <laughs> Tina. Great. Yes. It's a family name. There you go. You you can pay me back later. Thank you. And I keep walking to go find some clothes. Yeah, we don't really have to act at that moment. There's tons of stands that have different clothes. You could probably find whatever you're looking for. What, what, what do you what do you find what, 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 when you come back? What are you dressed in? Okay, um, I don't know what the shirts are called, but you know those like high collar, like circular collar Japanese shirts that kind of like mm. close up and center right here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like a white one of those with like gold threading trim around it. Fancy boy. And then over that, yeah, and then over that, it's um, kind of like a motorcycle jacket. Um. It has a an, again like a high collar like that jacket from Cyberpunk, like the new Cyberpunk game. Nice. Um, with like metal detailing on it, and it's not leather; it's like waxed cotton. Um, but there is like the motorcycle like padding, like plating underneath it for like protection, and on the back, uh, kind of like in a circle, is a stylized dragon, just like big on the back. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Is this your uh, armor back now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that big motorcycle jacket? <laughs> yeah. Pants has come back with like arms full of food, like candy apples and watermelon or whatever. You know, just like armfuls and eating. And he's like, "Where the heck did you find that fancy jacket?" They got stores. <laughs> um. Yeah, I wouldn't really call that inconspicuous. That uh, it kind of, it kind of stick out still. But all right, whatever. See, you don't look like Grayson anymore. So I guess there's that. That's the point. It's very, it's a very cyberpunky outfit, which is what I was going for. Oh, and the color of the jacket is like a very kind of grayish blue. So you're all standing outside eating cotton candy and other schnicks. Schnicks. Yep. Schnicks. Okay. Then I hand, I hand six back the, uh, the wristband. Torash, um, how do you feel about that fortune? It's uncomforting what she said but what's more uncomforting is I don't know who it is she just said there is death in my future I don't know if it is for me specifically or someone that is I'm very close to mm. that is what scares me the most mm. you don't need me to tell you that death comes for us all it may not be a comfort but maybe it will lighten the mood there was a drunken master who came to our monastery and he said to a crowd of children, the, the, the younglings there, said the goal in life is to die young, but to do so as late as possible. <laughs> so, for what it's worth, live, live life to the fullest, and whatever her fortune was, it shouldn't matter. Pants hands him an ice cream cone with rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> oh. I'll take the, I take the ice cream cone. Thanks, Pants. Welcome. My other biggest concern is I don't know what my sin is. Yeah, that was pretty abstract and vague, wasn't it? <laughs> Almost not worth thinking about. As as honest as a, as a dragonborn I am, as I am, I I don't recall thinking of anything that I have done 
in any situation that would I would consider a sin, especially one where a fortune teller would recoil to that extent. I'm almost scared my reckless attacks may run away from me, and I may cause more damage than I intend to. I don't know. I guess that's what the future holds, right? The future doesn't exist. All of this pain and all of this, all of this unsureness, all all of this is caused by too much past, too much future, and not enough presence. Pats him on the shoulder and then hands him that ice cream cone. I already handed him an ice cream cone. <laughs> another one. Oh, another ice cream cone. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, now yes. two fists in it. Now he's so two fists so in ice cream cones. Yeah, full of sweets, right? <laughs> so Grayson comes back to meet the party at this point with freshly the freshly new outfits you guys have seen. Looking slick. Shiny. He walks up and yeah, pants is like shiny. <laughs> and um, right then you hear Temple. I'm popular today. He turns around to see Temple. You recognize two people, two cyberpunk-looking twins. One has purple hair and pigtails. The other has blue hair and a ponytail. They're wearing like all kinds of cyberpunk-type clothes. They look like they're in performing-type outfits. Uh, you know these two, Temple, as Amelia and Lily, and you know them very well. Yeah, Temple turns around and and probably takes a moment to recognize them, but Amelia and Lily, I haven't seen you in years. Amelia, who has the purple hair, stands immediately in front of her sister, Lily, and Lily says, Upaya must have sent him to bring us back, and they look very guarded that you're here. Upaya? No. No, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I remember the last time that you... Okay. No, I, I am traveling as I always travel. Seeing you is, a, is a, an amazing coincidence. I'm happy to see you again. They came to get our other sister. Makes sense they would send you, but the circus is our home now. Wait, what? They took Quinn back. It makes sense that you would come to take us. Who's they? Upaya? Yes, we know her tricks. Oh, this is... This is startling news to me. Upaya is not in the not in the business of abducting people. No, but guilting them. Mm. Monks in the making, and she looks extremely nervous that you're there. Um, pants like crawls up onto the back of Temple and pops over his shoulder and goes, "Temple, you have other friends." I do. I actually have friends all over the place. But you're the stickiest one that I've got, and he picks you up. <laughs> I think, like, football carries you. Um, <laughs> yes, I can't <laughs> Potato sack in you. Licking my ice cream cone. <laughs> no, I, I am not here to abduct or make you feel guilt or shame. I, I'm merely traveling and serving the system as I always have. I would like to know more, though. If you wouldn't mind maybe tagging along with us, we're just enjoying the circus. They look at each other. Their movements are very twin, twin-like. Like they kind of mirror each other almost consistently. Well, we're about to perform, but maybe we can talk after. I would love that. Come on, Lily. And then they move along, both kind of giving you backwards glances. All of you notice this interaction. I uh, I, I switch arms with pants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> turn to face the group. The uh, temple. What was um? What was that about? Those were some young students who left the temple uh, with their other sister, and they were well on their way in the way of mercy. And um, when Master Gaman died and Upaya, uh, his 
his most senior student took over, they were distraught and left. Now, Upaya is a very, uh, I would say, strict master, but I've the idea of her sending out agents to bring people back to the monastery, this is disturbing to hear. I am eager to see their act, though. I would love to see how their, their martial arts have advanced and how they've adapted them to being acrobats. Are they performing in the big top? That's what I understand. Oh. If you would all indulge me, I'd love to see them perform. I mean, we have a few hours before we land on Moss, so I'm more than happy to enjoy the circus while we're here. Let's go check it out. These beautiful silk curtains of the big top open in front of you magically, and it's like twinkling lights above you. It almost looks like the galaxy itself is spinning and there's people hushed sitting in the stand, some eating cotton candy, some drinking alcoholic beverages, whispering to each other and giggling. And you all take your seats. Uh, there's like an usher that looks kind of like swampy, but probably legitly works there and is like, has green hair and is like, this way, this way. And you kind of like find these nice seats and everyone's kind of hushed. And then a spotlight, dink, turns on magically a fey light pointed at the center and you see this human approach upon stilts they have b- bright pink ginormous mohawk that comes back that it's super long almost like think of like sonic almost but it's not sonic it's a human girl with a pink mohawk uh she wears extravagantly exaggerated clothes uh like big shoulder pads but like very small tiny sleeves uh poofy hips on the pants but then very like tight upon her calves and she gracefully walks on these stilts and says ladies and gentlemen welcome to the big top you can feel this the thrum of energy in a performance is about to start kind of happens. And then you see coming upon the stage, there is a changeling Whoa. that comes in with a mask of a crow upon his face and a very small Kenku sits upon his arm. And he literally starts this awesome performance where he'll talk to the Kenku and the Kenku perfectly imitates all these different voices and then he'll point at someone in the audience and ask them to speak and the Kenko will perfectly speak back to them and then all of a sudden he points at Pants and says look a small bird like you in reference to Fidget please Kobold say something for our friend I fucking hate it wow what a really neat trick it's not easy to impress short stuff like you oh the person in the mask kind of winks at you and then walks back and then this this opening act so to speak kind of goes on you feel more comfortable someone walks by and says lizard toenail lizard toenail gets you one and only lizard toenail torash are they saying lizard toenail <laughs> lizard toad ale oh <laughs> i heard lose a toenail i can do that too <laughs> pants wants one i'll take one of those tosses one up free? to you yeah they're free oh. i'll take one tosses one up to you Anyone else? Yeah, fuck it. We're at the circus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take one. Yeah, all right. Your whole party. Here you go. You look like a rowdy bunch, and he gives you two. You each get Woo! two lizard toad Oh, ales. yes. Woo! Yes. This is my favorite flavor. I extend a, a thumb, and I use the thumb joint to pop the bottles for everybody. 
Thanks, Temple. <laughs> That's so cute. Thanks, Temple. Both hands. Thunk, 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 thunk. Cheers, everyone. Woo, cheers. I cracked mine open and I cheers. And I really wanted to do the Stone Cold Steve Austin and catch him and pop him <laughs> yes. and then just. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's crazy up in the circus. It's crazy. Crazy. Just crazy. So crazy. Yeah, Grayson pounds one and then just kind of starts nursing the second one. It's the circus, baby. The next that comes out is a holographic uh, woman. She, it's its strange. It seems like she's there, but also not. She seems to glitch almost as she moves and she shows this beautiful dance. You hear this gentle orchestra almost start to build and you're very moved by emotionally by this beautiful creature's dance as she starts to kind of weave her way. Everyone roll perception. Temple rolled a 23. Holy shit, Temple. Wise guy. Fuck. Torres rolled a 13. Six rolled a 20. Pants rolled a 21. Natural 20 with pants. Let's go. All right. uh, Valen rolls uh, 18. 16 plus 2. With disadvantage. 14. So everyone except Torres and Grayson. You guys notice that they are folks now above on the trapezes above you getting prepped for the next act and two of them are the women that uh, Temple had talked to you notice that they're staring intently at Temple um, and they're whispering something to the ringmaster hey Temple these ladies they really don't like you what'd you do Mm, I don't know if they don't like me but I I think that they're dealing with something that they think I'm a part of, which when we speak, we'll be able to sort this out, I'm sure. I don't think they like you. (laughs) Time will tell. And at that, one of them perfectly goes down on a rope, like 60 foot drop, very smooth and elegantly, lands and kind of very discreetly hops up on the bleachers, very roguelike. It's it's Amelia, the one with purple hair. She says, I apologize for Lily's reaction. When we lost Quinn, it was really hard. Can you let us make it up to you? Oh, there's nothing to make up for. I I would just want to understand. Of course. And then she looks down and sees Master Gamon's mask tied to your hip. And you see a very intense reaction. She kind of like her head juts back and goes, (laughs) Oh, right. Well, we definitely need to talk after. I agree. And good luck on your act. Thank you. Thank you. And she goes and runs back up. And right as this glitchy but beautiful dancer kind of ends her set, the ringmaster comes back and says, We have the amazing twins, Amelia and Lily. And they both bow on the tightropes. But they have told me they have a special friend from their past, one that might all of you will know. Please welcome the one and only MT1, the Peace Forge, and the light shines in the crowd on you, Temple. Oh, good. This is not good. Uh Uh-oh. You hear Lily say, please, Temple, join us. We want to show something. We want to show our good friend. And she holds her hand out. Pants go see, I told you. (laughs) Don't do it, Temple. Temple stands and uh, hands hands his two uh, still-capped beers to six. And uh, leaps down into the uh, oh, under the floor. God damn it! Makes his way over. How? What? Um. What? How far are we from? Uh. uh are we sitting like top tier? Are we sitting like lower tier? 
Yeah, let me describe the big top a little bit more accurately for you. So it's a large oval space covered with beautiful iridescent dust that has been placed there for the dancers and the performers to kind of keep grip. Um, There's random objects like boxes painted with different, you know, shapes and colors, big hoops, cannons kind of all scattered around. It's a very large space. There are bleachers surrounding the entire performance area, rows labeled 1 through 40. So you're all on about level 20, so you're about halfway up. And I'd say that the entire space is about three-fourths of the way full with a crowd. Um, Really happy and diverse crowd. They seem to be extremely enjoying the show. And about right above your eye level are these bouncing and floating fey lights that drift sort of upwards into that beautiful magical galaxy display which also sheds a bit of different color light. There's multiple tightropes and acrobatic ropes and like those silk props um, just set up everywhere. The dragonborn that you had seen earlier is pacing around the bleachers along with other circus workers that kind of look like guards, just keeping an eye on the crowd, you know, arms folded, just making slow circles around. So Temple, as you stand up, you see both the twins start walking on the tightropes toward each other their purple and blue hair almost glowing as they nimbly cross with grace. Then they face Temple and speak as one. You can't even tell the difference between their voices and say, We have traveled far and wide to learn the skills of our talents, and we cannot wait to share with you our passion and art. For the circus is our home, a place we create and find and give great joy and excitement. We have seen and inspired heroes from far and wide. But yet tonight, tonight is a special night. Because we have a hero from our home planet, from our past. And at that, they beautifully slide down these silk ropes. Their movements just, it's almost as fluid as water. And they touch down nimbly to the floor. They open their arms super wide and beckon you, Temple, to come forward. The crowd's starting to rev up, and Temple, as you walk down to them into this giant ring, they interlock arms with you on either side and wave to the crowd, huge beaming smiles. We proudly present Temple, the Peace Forge, the MT1 monk and peacekeeper of the Adial system. And the crowd goes wild. This is the biggest reaction you've heard from the crowd yet. But as you kind of look, their smiles almost seem fake. And their arms sort of tighten around Temple's arms. Yeah, this is not good. Looks like our cover's blown. How do so many people know Temple? I think twice as many people know uh, Torash at this point. Mm. And then, yeah, she, one of the girls goes, But what is a hero who dares to wear a mask that he is not worthy of? Oh, snap. (laughs) Yikes. Ouch. (laughs) Temple, we have a riddle for you. Before we begin the act that we want you to be a part of. We're we're really good at these now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think Temple uh, bowed to the audience. And uh, yeah, he he, uh, turns to the one speaking and, and nods his head. What's the definition of a hero? Oh, he doesn't know, ladies and gentlemen. The hero of the Adile system. (laughs) (laughs) Should we jump in and help him? What's going on here? 
That's okay, Temple. We call can't know. The definition of a hero is someone who gets other people killed. And right then, a force field erects around the center area. Yeah. Oh. Shit. Tarash will stand up at the sight of the thing popping up. Okay. So you guys cannot walk past that lair. So a tint of a force field comes up. I feel most of you stand in attention. Oh, no. And the generator for the force field can be heard humming to your left. It's with it's within the the force field, right? It is, but there's like a small opening that you could like that you could reach to to like control it, and there's guards around it. Uh, is that Grayson and Torash next to me? Yeah. Yes, but you don't get to react just yet. I haven't even said roll initiative. Just I know. relax. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I need to know who's ready. So someone's excited. We finally fucking combat. So this force field pops up. You see the generator. There's folks guarding it. And Temple, you look at these two. They both look very frustrated and hurt. Not necessarily at you, but at their past. I think that's being directed at you at this moment. Mm-hmm. I need you to roll initiative. You got it. Uh-oh. How this is going to work, just so you guys know. I'm going to do initiative rounds with Temple and them. Then go, what are you guys doing? And you can role play, or if you're going to run to the generator, then you guys will roll initiative with those guys. Yeah. But... It'll basically be a round over here, a round over there, a round over here until until if and when you guys become one. Yep. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. That works. If someone has a better suggestion on how to do that, I'm open to it, but I think that that might be the That's best fine. way to do that it. Works. That seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, Temple, uh, I think, is going to glance to the ringleader and uh, do an inside roll, because I think he knows these two kids well, um, or at least... You know, used to, but he doesn't know what this uh, ringleader is about. Yeah. Uh, Temple rolled an 11. The ringleader looks like she would follow what her employees say because she trusts them. Okay. Temple says a hero is a title given to someone whether they deserve it or not. The ringleader rolled a 22. In initiative, Temple rolled a 21. Amelia, a 16. And Lily, a 9. Woo, 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 Let's woo, go. Woo. Is, it a, is it a dome-like force field? Yes. It goes all the way around. Good question. Okay. I like how um, Temple starts all his battles with a quote, like like in those regular fighting games where it's just like, they, they like meet each other in the arena. It's like a Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. <laughs> so the ringleader tosses back her pink hair, making it very much like it's a part of the show, even though you sense that they're kind of coming for you. Mm-hmm. Puts her hands up and goes, shall we test our hero? And everyone, yeah! Woo! Eldritch Blast shoots out of her hand. And Temple, that's going to be right at you, a beam of crackling energy just streaks towards you. Uh, and I'm going to make a ranged spell attack. So that's a 22 natural 20, so that we double damage. Yep. Temple takes 16 points of damage. Gosh, damn. Oh my god. Yikes. I didn't know it was going to be a natural 20 in the first one. Okay. Um, think Temple's up. Yeah, Temple's up with Amelia on deck. I'm going to do patient defense. Spend one key point to take the dodge action as a bonus action on your turn. 
I think is that that that's like a preemptive thing, right? Um, where it'll be, I can dodge for yeah. the next one. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Um, he raises his hand. Well, you can just do it. You can just do it as an action, so you don't have to worry about wasting a key point. Yeah, I think I want the bonus action though, because I'm it's three on one here, so I need to spread yeah. out a bit. Uh, he raises both of his hands after kind of reeling from that attack. Um, you know, still ready to fight, but clear that he's not. You know, he, he's in defense mode. He's going to uh, dash, I think, or move forward towards the uh, ringleader. And we're going to do just a simple uh, unarmed strike, probably just straight for the center of their chest to try to wind them. Uh, 17 to hit. That hits. Okay. Little damage. Uh, yep, six bludgeoning. Okay. And then, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, you hit the ringleader, and both of the twins kind of cock their head as they notice your fighting style. You wear his mask, and you dare fight like him. You refer to Gaman? Emily is up. She, with Lily on deck, she nods to you. Of course I do. Gaman is my master. I should fight like him. Gaman's been dead for years. Gaman is as alive as you or I. And he uh, resets for another strike. She is going to cast Firebolt at you. Cheater. I'm going to, if I can, use the dodge now. Is that how that works? Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep, so that's disadvantage on the attack roll. Does an eight hit? No. <laughs> I like asking when it's stupid low numbers like that. <laughs> yeah, I think he like circle walks around and like, yeah, probably whips right past him. So good. That's a cool image. Um, yeah, the fire shoots up into the stars and it turns into a big firework and people still think it's the show. Like maybe a few people are getting nervous and they're like, ooh, fireworks, Gandalf, fireworks. <laughs> like that's kind of the reaction Gandalf. that happens. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then Lily's just like kind of narrows her eyes and looks at her sister and is like, maybe he's right. Gaman was his master. And Emily is like, I told you that they would come for us. You want him to come? Look at they're all on his side. And she gestures to the audience. And Lily kind of shakes her sister off. And she is going to use her movement to back up 20 feet. And then she pulls out this beautifully carved, like, electric-looking longbow. It has wires that almost look like vines that come up. It flowers bloom off the top and the bottom. And she's going to shoot at you with it. Oh my god. Can I roll insight real quick, just as an aside to that? Just to see. Yeah, absolutely. Because archery is trained at the monastery, I think he wants to see if um, Gaman's teachings reflect in her emotions too. Okay. Uh, Temple rolled a 15 for insight. Yes, they do. Okay. Ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grant, you, you are the realist. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Um, ironic that you cock your elbow like that. Gaman taught you, didn't he? I've watched videos and worked with interactive holograms to prevent moments like this. And she shoots the arrow, does an 18 hit. Uh, I'm going to do deflect missiles. Um, you can use your reaction to deflect or catch the missile uh, when you're hit by a ranged weapon attack. When you do so, the damage you take from the attack is reduced. Ooh, what does it look like? Holy shit. This is this is a lot, but I want to deflect. I don't want to catch it, but I want to try to deflect it towards the ringleader. Oh, cool. 
I feel like that would probably be really fucking hard to do, <laughs> but... It's pretty high DC for that, but I'm excited. Yeah, it's 15. Okay, you deflect it successfully. It lands at the ringleader's feet and bursts into white flowers. It looks like a bouquet, almost like what what her the flowers that are on her bow look like. Okay. And the crowd, Whoa! like they think you are trained for the show. Like the fact that you did that so perfectly, they're just like, yeah. So that, um, sorry, that that attack was. Did, did you roll a, a damage for or roll the attack for that against my AC? It was an 18. Oh, an 18. Okay, that hits. So then roll damage, and that, that one that I just rolled is going to be subtracted from the damage. Four damage. Okay. Yeah, so if you reduce damage to zero and have one free hand, you can spend one key point to make a ranged attack. Oh, so we did that a bit out of order. Uh, we'll, we'll let it we'll let it lie. It's okay. So yeah, he, he deflects it, and that's, that's the important thing. If you want to do damage to the ringleader, I can say it went through her foot and said... No, I think I'm okay with how we how we described it. I mean, yeah, the it's all right. Okay. So that's the end of your first round of combat. So that was what like 24 seconds of stuff. That was and now we will switch to the group. You are seeing this happen. You're seeing people cheer around you, but you know Temple well enough. This is not an act as much as it feels like it and people think it is. He is in danger. All right, um, Valen's gonna Valen's gonna extend his hands out, and he's like, "Everybody, hang on, we gotta help Temple." I grab onto him. I grab onto him. And as everyone grabs on, you see the helm come up, and the horns start to appear. <laughs> yep. Right. Everyone is everyone holding yeah. onto me. Yeah. And I will cast one of two teleports to get us into the center of the ring with Temple. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! <laughs> the fucking helmet. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Okay. Let's go. And at that, the girls all look really, like, <gasps> intensely. They're not con- sure. And all of a sudden, you see this this dragonborn, this red dragonborn who was there before. is like, fuck! You hear him. And, like, the audience is like, huh? Like, who are all these people? They were in the audience. And he's starting to work with the generator. Um, Go ahead and all of you roll initiative. Let's go. That's a natural 20. Hell yeah. Grayson rolled a 23. That's a 17 for Valen. Nice. 20 for Pants. Nice. Six rolled a five. Torash rolled a 14. Also, Terowin's initiative is one. <laughs> Only she had the grenade. <laughs> oh, you wait for her turn. <laughs> Temple's going to look at the two, uh, his, his two old friends, and then I think he's going to turn to the group. Kind of unsurprised that you <laughs> materialized behind him. Um, and he's going to say, be sure to put on a good show. You got it, Temple. And he turns back to them and raises his guard again. Well, I wanted to have two separate fights, but I totally forgot, as I usually do, that fucking <laughs> Ireland had that. So you're all going to be in one big fight. You can split it up that way if you'd like to. No, I kind of like this too. You're like, we'll go back and forth, and I was like, mm, I was I was contemplating just taking Tarash and, um, and Grayson in with me, and then letting Pants and Six air that, but at the same time, I was like, mm, no. Don't worry. When Lilith finds out you've been hiding that from her, it'll be gone. <laughs> oh, dear. Ruh-roh. <Ruh-ruh. laughs> and I think the ringleader stumbles back. She is in shock to see all these people, a lot of you who have weapons on you, are in front of her, kind of imposing, but the audience is going 
nuts. They just saw a magical teleportation despite a force field. They're super stoked. And she goes, well, audience, participation is always welcome. Let's see if the hero can take down the citizens he protects. And she is going to be up first. And she is going to cast Eldritch Blast at Valen. Oh, boy. Taste of your own medicine. You can just, like, snort that up, right? <laughs> just take it to the face and snort it. <laughs> and then he does it back. That's going to be a dirty 20 to hit, Valen. Yeah, that hits. Her Eldritch Blast comes out, it's purple, and it hits you. It's two damage. Must be nice. And as her bonus action, she did this backwards, but she's not as talented as you all are. She's going to cast Hex on Temple. She places a curse on you that uh, until the spell ends, you are dealt a one D- an extra D6 of necrotic damage whenever you're hit with an attack. Valen. Yeah? Valen, can we just grab Temple and teleport out of here? Um, yeah, we can. Use up your second one for the day? Yeah, if, you, if we can get close enough to Temple. Uh, would I have heard that? Yes, you would have. Um, I think he uh, turns to Valen and shakes his head no, and then returns to to face the uh, the youngins. What? I mean, I think the Temple's trying to sort things out with the twins. Uh, turns again, and he just says, "Ringleader." All right. Um, Grayson whips out his rifle with a hard H. Whip his dick. <laughs> <laughs> points it at her and says, drop it or I'll drop you. She looks at her sister and her sister says, see, how could one of Gaman's teachings be with such violence? And she does not drop it. Cool, I shoot her. I, man, this is rough. Um, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I can't, I, I can't. <laughs> you shoot her. Alright, Grayson, roll to hit. Uh, 19 to hit. That hits. Azeron, uh, though he's hidden under my jacket, he is going to use his reaction to do his infused strike. So I get to add an extra 1d6 lightning damage to this. That's 5 piercing and uh, 6 lightning damage. Yeah, you see her kind of light up. And Azeron hisses and she is smoking a little bit. Temple wheels around and in a voice you're not familiar with, it has a bit of like a rasping mechanical like rattle to it. Non-lethal. Ooh. I like this side of Temple. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. What the fuck are we doing here then? And Grayson slings the rifle back but still isn't a stance ready to fight. Temple, you're up with pants on deck. Temple's going to... So this uh, ringleader is right next to Temple, and if I try to move away, she gets an opportunity attack? Is that the, the gist of it? Yup. Okay, yeah, I'm going to turn towards Amelia and say, your home is where your thoughts find peace. And he steps forward, and I'm going to spend a key point to do a flurry of blows. So a, a 24, an 11, and a 7 to hit. The 24 hits. Okay. So he's going to connect with the one, and then I think he's going to, if I if I can narratively fudge this a little bit, he's going to do one strong strike and then two more kind of fast ones that stop just short. 
and um, that'll that'll be his his movement. Is <laughs> like I don't want to fucking fight you. Oh, seven damage, yeah, for the first strike. Uh, she takes the damage and looks at you and says, "Didn't Gaman always teach us not to be a slave to our emotions? Look at you already yelling at people." If you are unable to find the truth where you are, where do you? Where else do you expect to find it? I have peace in my heart and in my soul. Wherever I'm going, I'm already home. Nothing ever exists entirely alone. Everything is in relation to everything else. And he turns to face the ringleader now. Temple is a moth. <laughs> this is fucking rad. <laughs> um, yeah, so Pants, you're up with the red dragonborn, who is now... They've come through the force field, the four of them running. They just appeared. There is a half-orc, a red dragonborn, and two humans that are now coming in on you. Pants, you're up with the red dragonborn on deck. Uh, okay, so Pants engages Fidget onto his shoulders to use as a little hover boy, and I think he moves, and he hovers over to Lily as a action. I feel like Fidget's just like, help Pants, help Pants. Help Pants, help Pants. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> and asks Amelia... What did Temple ever do to you guys? Why are you attacking him? He's our friend. Sorry, that's Lily. Lily. Yeah, sorry, Lily. He goes over next. She just, like, kind of tries to swat you away. (laughs) Don't swat. (laughs) Hey, don't swat me away. Listen to me. Why are you attacking Temple? You don't know what he's really like. You don't know what the whole monastery is like. Well, he doesn't have the monastery anymore. He has us, and he's traveling with us. There's no need to try to destroy him. We're not going to try and take you away. There's no room for you anyways. We don't even have a ship. Roll persuasion with disadvantage. 18. Oh, shit, oh, pants. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, yes. Way to go, pants. <laughs> the persuasion is strong with Temple's friend. <laughs> Temple's bestie. <laughs> a 19, then an 18. And a 19. I get really passionate about my friends, okay? <laughs> she uh, looks at you, pants. She looks at her sister. She looks at you, Pants. You can tell she's kind of conflicted. And then she looks at Temple and says, I will always support my sister. And I will always support my friends. And so he, and then he takes the Steel Defender's move as his bonus action and does uh, force-empowered rent and has, um, he has Fidget drop him and um, has Fidget shield up and tries to ram her Hell yeah. Rough. onto her back. The whole audience is like, boom! A 24. Holy yeah. <laughs> Fans is destroying <laughs> today, guys. Yeah, You six. all are. Yeah, that fucking hits. Six points of damage. Okay. Yeah, you hit her and she... Uh, she falls backwards. Does she drop her bow? <laughs> I'd have to be a natural Tony for that, my friend. Ah. Okay. I'll have Fidget give me my shield, too, because I'm without him now, so we're, like, kind of separate. But he's still kind of hovering. So I have my shield out, and Fidget has his out and is hovering over me. Okay, go ahead and enact your shield, so that will make your AC bonus up. And then the Red Dragonborn's up with a human on deck. So the Red Dragonborn is going to ah, run at Grayson and try to punch him. That's a natural one. Does that hit? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I think he slips and falls and spills all the spaghetti on the floor. Uh, yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> like an idiot. 
he does try to hit Grayson, but slips. And he is prone now. Hell yeah. Idiot. Ha, idiot. So this human runs up to Torash and Tarawin, waving a club over his head, screaming. And I think Tarawin's freaking out. Oh my god. Okay. Ah, gods. Okay. Um, and yeah, this this human runs at you, Torash. Just, ah! Um, they like to scream in this group. And he is going to do Fury of Blows at you. Cute. That's a seven to hit you. That does not hit. Yeah, he goes to hit you, and Tarashi just kind of... Huh? So, Valen, you're up with a half-orc on deck. Okay, um... Behind Tora, behind a Temple, that's the ringleader, right? Correct. That's 16 feet away from me? Yep. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run to her, I'm gonna grab her, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attempt to grapple her. Fuck, you took what I was gonna do. Wait, has Valen already gone? No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. No, because my the, my react my uh, the, us getting in here was a reaction to everything that was happening. Got it. I'm gonna grab her. I want to grapple her. I want to fly up, so 16 feet, and then fly up 14 feet. Okay, so let's roll strength offs to grapple her. Yes. The NPCs are not. Uh, that's 19. Yeah, it's a 13. You win. Okay, cool. So, I grab her and I fly up 14 feet uh, to kind of hold her hostage in a sense of things and be like, stop! Like, this is crazy. What 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 the hell's going on? Okay, so you're with her in 15 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Basically assuming if she tries to get out, she will fall and take some fall damage. But she's also grappled by me. Okay. Half-orc's up with Torash on deck. So the half-orc is going to run up to Pants. Uh. Uh, and he's going to use a bonus action to go into a rage. Ooh. And he is going to use his great axe on you, Pants. Does a 19 hit? Can I react with Shieldmaster Evasion? Yeah, so that you wouldn't have a deck save here. Uh, yes, it hits. What's your AC normally at? 14. Okay. But with my shield, it's at 16. So you take 11 points of slashing damage, Pants. Um, and I think at this point, people realize this is no longer a show. People are panicking. They're trying to, like, oh, what's happening? Is this the show? Like, you hear, like, and some people are still cheering. Like, the drunk people are like, ah! But, like, a lot of people are like, what's going on? You hear a large portion of the audience chanting, let's go, green knight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Torash, you're up with Emilia on deck. Is it Amelia or Emilia? Or Amalia. It's whatever you want. Amalia? Okay. Is it Amalia? Amelia? Emilia? Amalia. I am going to do the same thing as the guy that just went. <laughs> and I am going to also go... Into your rage. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to say that finally. Um, <laughs> after fucking eight episodes, I'm finally fucking actually yeah. rage. You haven't been out of rage since you guys went on that ship. Yeah. I am going to, like I said, go into a rage and I'm going to attack the, what was it, the half orc that tried to hit me? Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. All right. And I'm going to pull out my lightsaber greatsword, ignite it, and. Shrink. Go fucking swing at him. Let's go. That's going to be a 24 to hit. That fucking hits. Jesus. That's going to be 14 points of slashing damage. Holy shit. Okay. And that's going to be my turn. Okay. So Emilia looks and goes, of course you had to bring in people. Always putting others in front of you, except your reputation, right, Temple? My reputation is nothing. It is nothing. It is dust in the wind. I'm here to serve. That is my purpose. Serve and never speak up. Your silence is empty. Hmm. 
and she's going to attack you. She took her quarterstaff and tried to hit you. Does an 11 hit? It does not. Yeah, she's so frustrated she misses you. I will never be Gaumon. I'm me. You're right, I do not deserve this mask, but Gaumon entrusted it to me and I will protect it with my life. That's not what they say at the monastery. That's not my problem. Lily's turn with six on deck. Lily looks really confused. Pan's kind of persuaded her. She's hearing what Temple's saying. She's going to hold her action. Six is up with Terowin on deck. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Take a muffin. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Um, Six would like to aim for... Murder cat. Murder cat. Amelia. Amelia. Amalia. Amelia, Emily, 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 I'm gonna take my short bow, and I wanna, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot it at her cast, just to maim her a bit. (laughs) Not murder, just get her to fucking cool out. Cooler jets. She's a maim cat, not a murder cat. Cool out. Yeah. Just a main cat, main cat right now. Six rolled a twenty-five. God damn! Hell yeah! Yeah, that fucking hits. Oh wait, wait a second. I had I wanted to use a bonus action before that. Yeah, yeah, totally good. Go ahead and tell me. Okay, uh, the bonus action that I wanted to use is steady aim. So as a bonus action, you can give yourself advantage on your next uh, attack roll in the current turn. So I was going to use it on that one. Um, you can use this bonus action only if you haven't moved during the turn, and after you use the bonus action, your speed is zero until the end of your current turn. So I don't want to move. Okay. But I do want to give I do want to give myself advantage because I'll tell you in a minute. Ooh. Shit. That was another natural Ooh. twenty for twenty. God damn it! Twenty-five and twenty-six. Jesus. Holy goddamn. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, those both fucking hit. I don't think you hit one calf. I think you hit both with one arrow. Whoa. <laughs> oh, nice. So she's just immobile. Just went straight through her calves. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, okay, I love that. So then... Roll damage. Damage. And you get sneak attack. So I got a seven, and then I can deal an extra 2d6. So, four, so, so 14. Uh, 14 twice. 26 points of damage. Oh, yep. 13 twice? 26 damage. Cool. Amelia collapses. But wait. Can I use... Am I all out of stuff? Because whales from the grave I can use immediately after a sneak attack. Well, she's she's that down. That might be overkill. <laughs> but it's on another creature. Yeah, that's, on, that's on another creature. Well, it's on another creature. Yeah. You go to another creature. Oh, yes. Then you can. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I want to... I want to blast it on her sister just so that she's fucking shuts up too. Fucking rogues, man. Six is dangerous. She used to be an adventurer, but then she took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> you can target a second creature that you can see within 30 feet of the first creature, and it takes one d6. Necrotic damage. Necrotic damage, correct. So four. Okay. To Lily. Just so they know we're not fucking around anymore. We're all done. <laughs> I think they know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you hit her and she... Ah, as like this dark kind of almost looks like a handprint, a paw print of your claws hits her throat. And the ringleader 
grabs Valen behind the neck and goes, if you don't get me down there right now, someone's going to die. I have to take control of the show. You need to tell them to stop or else everybody else will die. They're already stopped. Look at her. She's passed out. I was like, what about your, what about your orcs? What about your, your fucking fighters and other people down there? Tell them to stop and I'll put you back on the ground. And at that, Tarwin's up. And Tarwin's like, um, okay, I'm kind of having a panic attack. Uh, I've worked through these before. Ooh. Just breathe in. <gasps> breathe out. <gasps> breathe in. And you hear, and Tarwin wild shapes into a white snow leopard. Fuck yes. Completely. Oh, yes. I forgot she's a druid. Fuck. (laughs) Yes. She's probably never Uh. wild shaped before. It's her first time. And you see this powerful, beautiful, giant white snow leopard appear next to you, Torash. And it puts its paw right in front of you, Torash, and just (laughs) at the half orc in front of you. Ooh. And at that the ringleader sees this, everything that's happening, and says, Ladies and gentlemen, I think our hero has proved that he's a true hero. What do you think? And people were starting to panic, and they kind of all like, Huh? Huh? And the band, like, starts playing, and flowers start blooming and, like, being tossed around, and the, yay! Everyone starts clapping. And she's like, now put me the fuck down. Okay, I'll, I'll slowly descend, but I am uh, going to s- keep my hand on her shoulder uh, once we're on the ground, like letting her know that I'm here and um, until we are safe and in a place where we can talk and we're good. Okay, so you get to the ground and right then someone rushes forward and it's the fortune teller that you had all met and she rushes on. Her eyes are wide. She's looking around. She sees, like, the blood on the ground. She sees Amelia passed out. What has happened? Uh, well, <laughs> it's not exactly what you think it looks like. Is the force field still up? It's down. Oh, it's been down. Yeah, it was down when the, um, when the Dragonborn came through. Oh. Meanwhile, I think Temple uses his final key point to try to, uh, or at least wants to, uh, fix Lily. <laughs> <laughs> to pull the arrow out and hopefully make her not critical. Or Amelie. Um, Amelie. Amelia. 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 <laughs> what is Sorry. this bitch's name? And, 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 and Amelie. Amelia. Amelia. Um, if I can. Yes. Yeah, because she's out cold, right? You're out of initiative. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. You guys saw Terwin's true power. Yeah. Mm. That was really yeah. neat. Woo! She's a badass. Does that make... <laughs> no, don't say it. Don't even think it. You can just stop that train of thought, you fuck. <laughs> Graham. <laughs> He's like, I chose <laughs> He chose wisely. Elf in the street, snow leopard in the sheep. <laughs> oh, shit. And on that, that's the episode <laughs> Thanks for joining, everyone. Oh, We're out know. here. Oh my, oh, my fucking God. I don't know. The toxic goth mom is kind of sounding interesting. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Who's the toxic goth mommy? The fucking... The, uh, the fortune teller. Tom Reader, the fortune teller. Oh. <laughs> that's Valen. 
friends. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just Can't kidding. have it all, Torash. Or can he? <laughs> if he wants to be polyamorous, he's allowed to be. Take your snow leopard and go. Save some for the rest of us, Torash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save some for the yeah. rest of us. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so that that yeah, the hand of healing. Um, I, that was just uh, just four. Uh, four damage healed and I think hopefully that's just enough to get the arrows out and bleeding stopped didn't seem particularly magical as he was doing it yeah she comes up and you're leaning over her <gasps> I don't want to go back temple Gaman saved me from the ruins of war so that I can save the Adile system you don't need the monastery or Upaya remember Gaman's words where you are is where you're meant to be I'm sorry that Quinn was taken. We can work together to bring her back to the life that you've made here. This would have been a good death. There would have been no shame in this. And I think you see acceptance of you for the first time. And she says, Gaman was right to give you the mask. We have been living in fear for too long. And we took that out on you. Forgiveness is a virtue of the brave. You are brave. Her sister runs up at that moment, kind of slides in. Are you okay? And she nods, and she looks at Temple and says, We're sorry. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. But there was nothing to forgive. And uh, Temple Temple does uh, something that uh, these two would remember uh, from the first time that they met him. He uh, turns his hands up under his chin and makes goggles with his hands. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, oh my god <laughs> does that to them what they both laugh together say it with me I am a Batman <laughs> <laughs> they laugh again and then they they both add it together as twins I am a Batman <laughs> <laughs> pants pants what? Is like what <laughs> I can see magic pants trying to do that too just in the background it's like how'd you do that <laughs> She lifts her arm up for you to help her up, Temple. Yeah, I I help them both. And she, yeah, she says, you know, you never quite seemed to fit in when we were there. You always came and go on your missions, and we were always taught that the root of suffering is attachment. But I think that that was wrong now that I see the people who would fight for you. And she looks at the group around you. That's something that I'm learning just now. Just recently, I misunderstood the way of mercy the entire time I was learning from Gaman. He recently, he taught me that to be an arbiter between life and death, you have to grasp life fully, which conflicts with everything we were taught. So you are doing perfect work here. And I don't know what to say about Quinn. I can look into this further on my travels if you'd like. They smile and look at each other and... Lily says, we would appreciate it, but Temple, may I? And she gestures to the mask. Of course. He unbinds it from his waist and hands it to her. And instead of putting it anywhere, she puts it upon your head. And both of them kind of bow their heads in respect. And the entire audience goes silent. Um, Temple embraces them both. He just holds them close. And then the ringleader says, Well 
folks, we appreciate you coming to our show. Go ahead and grab your souvenirs on your way out. Thank you so much. Have a good day. People will start to filter out the dragonborn's bleeding down one lip, cracking his knuckles. The half-orc is kind of snorting at you all. It's very tense. And the ringleaders goes, enough. The twins deal with it. And all of them leave. You're all left as it slowly filters out. The twinkling lights of the galaxy are still above you. And after what you just went through, there's like a ringing in your ears of now how silent this big top is. Temple stands in front of all of you with this mask you've seen him carry around for a long time now upon his face. And these two twins with their heads kind of bowed low. Um, I'm going to walk up to Temple and just kind of grab his shoulder. And I'm not even going to say anything. Just just stand there with my head on his shoulder. Like, kind of understanding that I'm here with him. Valen, can you help me carry these ones out of here? Uh, yes, I can. I'll pick up um, Emily. Amelia. Or, um, Amelia. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Valen will, Val, Val will pick up Amelia. And um, hoist her up on his shoulder. Thank you. Yeah. And then you hear... Of this white snow leopard, uh, Taron, this is, is this isn't the time right now, Taron. If you can go back to your shape, <laughs> is she still having a panic attack though? Like, <laughs> I don't know if she can. <laughs> Torash, get your girl. <laughs> I think she's still kind of suffering. Right <laughs> yeah, she's just pacing back and forth. I don't think she knows what she's doing. I don't think she knows how to transform back. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh, God. We have a we have another animal. <laughs> Uh-huh. Torash has a familiar now. Oh yeah, yeah Torash so. is the familiar. There's a lot going on in this scene. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she just is like kind of this white snow leopard is just pacing around you all. And then I think in front of Jones walks up and growls. At at the snow leopard? Yep. Oof. And the snow leopard growls back. And then in front of Jones just boink and like boinks her nose really hard. And when the snow leopard goes back, just tear and lands on her ass. Cool. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and she good girl. <gasps> what happened? You turned into a big psycho leopard thingy, Tarwin. <laughs> You're full of surprises, Tarwin. That's what happened. She's physically shaking. Oh, just put my hand out to her. No, no, I could hurt you. No, you won't. She puts her hand in your hand. It's a pretty neat trick, Tarwin. <laughs> this kid's got claws. <laughs> I gently help her up and I just pull her in and just hug her real tight. Yeah, I think she's taking a lot of deep breaths. <gasps> Ellie can't <laughs> handle it. She fangirls so hard. <laughs> Anytime we like, dude, I literally said that the tiefling looks at Valen and Ellie was like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what is the what is the fortune teller doing right now? She's just watching you all. Who? Oh, the seer. Yeah. Maybe you should use your last teleport to teleport into her little tent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl! I got I got magic tricks too. I'll give. <laughs> I'll show you my Eldritch Blast. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dude. Juicy. Take a point of disinspiration. Um, I think Pants like comes over to, like hobbles over to the group and is like, is, does anybody have like one of those 
med packs. Oh no, I forgot. Pants got really hurt. <laughs> I got really hurt. And healing kit. <laughs> I have a healing kit can, I can, can give. I, can I borrow? I've never been hurt like this before. <laughs> he's like traumatized because he's never actually been like slashed or anything before. So. Ooh, rough. Pants, come here. I I kneel down in front of Pants. Well, Six hands him the healing kit. And I just place one hand on Pants' shoulders and the other on Pants' wound, and I cast Cure Wounds. Aw. So do I, I delete my healing kit, right, for my inventory? Well, are you using both Pants? Oh. Probably needs both. I think I'll just healing hands, yeah. Okay, then it's Six, you went to go for it, but then Grayson kind of cut in front of you and healed him, so you can still keep it. Okay. Ugh, what an asshole. You can still put a Reptar Band-Aid on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. Aww. Here you go, little buddy. Pants, you heal for seven. Thanks, Grayson. <laughs> uh, the fortune teller walks up and says, Can I get you uh, accommodations? Um, yeah, uh, we could probably use somewhere to rest for the night. Of course, please follow me. She starts to lead you out of the big top. We're still, we, we still have the twins right with us. Yeah, Villain and Temple are holding them. Yeah, we're trying to go to a medical tent, probably. Because we fucked up the twins. Like, they got beat up. Mm. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I can send someone to help heal them. Please, please follow me. And she kind of sashes in front of you, her tail wagging as she hurries out of the tent. I think Temple stays and waits for the medical folks. Sorry, like, the, the medical person's going to meet you at the tent she's taking you to. Oh, dope. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so we start moving them out. We're there. Okay, and that is where we're going to end the session. Yeah, that was, yeah. Great yeah. that was a great two episodes. Damn. That was really good, Justine. Easily best that episode was, you did, so far. You did the backstory better than Justice. That was very, very that good. That was cool. Thank Yay. you for that. Best episode yet so far. Temple is ready to be a background character for the next couple sessions. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stardust Echoes, our first campaign. If you enjoyed this episode, you can actually listen to our after show where we talk about the episode, choices we made, questions on combat, and we ask each other questions and just dive really deep and dissect the episode on our after show, Echoes of the Adial, which appears every two weeks on our Patreon. Thank you again for listening. Check us out on social media and may all your space travels be safe.